0: Hi, welcome to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. This is Rashonda Yates, and I recovered from binge eating, lost 50 pounds, and have kept that off for over two years. And now I'm sharing what I've learned to help you end your binge eating once and for all. And today we're talking about something that I think is on a lot of people's minds and probably um, at some point you've thought this or felt this, and that's just this idea of once I start, I just can't stop. Once I start eating, I just can't stop. And this is something that I think many of us have thought, have felt, have said, we struggle with it. You know, it seems like there's just that moment where a switch flips and bam, all you want to do is eat. And so we're going to get into this today. We're going to break this down, you know, what this is about um, and just learn some tools to help you move past this feeling and, and just get back your sense of power over your food choices. So let's get into it. I, um I grabbed some of this conversation um, in open forums on the internet. And here's some of the things that people have said. Please can someone help me? I can't stop binging and binging and eating. And all my motivation and willpower has gone. It feels like I'm empty and pointless without food. And when I'm not eating, I just feel depressed and horrendous. Here's another one. Right now, there's no stopping me when my brain tells me it's binge time. Whether it's potluck at work or fast food down the street, I can't stop until I'm nearly throwing up from being too full. Really discouraging. I want to be better, but I can't turn off this insatiable urge to binge. How about this one? I don't know how to stop the madness of food. I am afraid of food because I can't stop eating when I start. But at the same time, nothing even tastes good. Why am I like this? Why can't I stop binging? I so desperately want to change myself and fix me, but I don't know how. So the very first thing I want to say is I have absolutely been here in all of these um, statements. I have been there. I remember all too well what it was like to be afraid to even eat for the fear that it would turn into an all out binge, feeling so out of control, like I had no say over my own behavior. And I got to say, I also really resonate with a person who said, it feels like I'm empty and pointless without food. And when I'm not eating, I just feel depressed. I remember having this exact feeling and really wondering why even stop? What will my life be? Who will I be without this? Well, that's how strongly addicted I felt at one point. I didn't think my life had any meaning apart from my binge eating. I think that might be the worst part about it. At some point, binge eating becomes something that you both hate and cling to at the same time. And that is a really scary thing. So today I want to share what I believe is the central problem when it comes to this feeling of being completely out of control and why it's so hard to see the problem. This episode is brought to you by my three-part series, How to Stop a Binge Before It Starts. It's a video training that teaches you how to get through any craving without giving in so you can lose excess weight, have more energy and eat healthy more effortlessly. I also share the four steps I used to get through cravings that helped me lose 50 pounds and keep it off for over two years. You can get access to all of that at free-videos.rashandhiates.com. So there's this insidious thing that's happening when destructive habits get set up, and we don't even notice it. And this is something that is set up um, at the core of really all of our habits. And we don't know about it. So it's not a bad thing. But it is something to be aware of, because it really helps you to start get getting insight on why these habits get set up and how to begin to change them. And that idea is this, it's called subjective bias. Um, subjective bias is something that comes into play when we decide something like, for example, I like chocolate. And then we, we just kind of accept that as being truth, being true about ourselves. And we identify from that point forward as someone who likes chocolate. And our ability to create stories to create narratives that just adds fuel to the fire. So being able to to say I am a person who does x y or z. I am a person who loves popcorn. I am a person who loves being in nature um or you know I am a person who uh who can't get up in the morning, who can't wake up early in the morning or I'm a I'm a morning person, you know, or I'm always late. Like all of these things stem from subjective bias. It's this idea that we put on lint glasses and we forget that we're wearing the glasses. And so everything that we do comes from this identity that we don't even realize we identify as in Recovery room circles they have this idea called stinking thinking, and I think it's very, very related to subjective bias that you know we kind of have this we have this habit these habit thoughts. Do you know that we actually think ninety percent or even more maybe I can't remember the exact number, but it's some high percentage of our thinking is just habitual. And we think the same exact thoughts every single day on repeat. Now imagine if most of that thinking was actually negative and not serving you. This is what they're talking about when they say stinking thinking. So why can't we see this? Why is it so hard to realize that we're having these negative thoughts that are on repeat and why we can't change them and start thinking new thoughts so that we can solve the problem. Why can't we see the problem for what it is? And I think of a quote attributed to Einstein, where he said that you can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created the problem. That when we have a problem, we are the ones who created that problem from our current level of thinking. And I misunderstood this for a long time. It took a while to get it. And I'm sure I'll continue to understand this even more. But what I have come to learn is that when we are caught, when we're creating problems in our life, the problem is the quality of our thinking. It is the fact that we are just accepting our thinking, we're just trusting our thinking because we're wearing these lenses that we don't realize where these thoughts are coming from. And we trust it, we buy into it, we identify with it. We believe that those thoughts are us, we start thinking, this is who I am. I'm a person who, who cannot stop binging, I am out of control, I cannot stop, no matter what I do, you know, when I pick up that food, I'm triggered and I, I can't control myself. And I also want to say that it's totally understandable why this is happening, why these stories are coming up. So I don't want you to take this as an opportunity to beat yourself up or to blame yourself because, all of this is happening on an unconscious level this is not something that you have any control over in terms of you know these thoughts coming up in your mind um the fact that these stories got set up is not something that you could have anticipated predicted or controlled because they really are coming from um they're stemming from childhood experiences you know, before you were even able to be analytical enough to address these stories. So it's not that you're at fault here, far from it. But what you do have an opportunity to do is to start recognizing that this is happening. Because at the end of the day, we are responsible for ourselves, nobody is going to come and save us (laughs) from this thinking, we have to take responsibility and take our power, claim our power to be the ones who create our stories going forward, okay? And I'm gonna teach you how to do that in this podcast. Um, so I want to share with you three steps that you can take to start reclaiming your power and change your story about yourself, Step one is awareness. Step two is to remind yourself that these thoughts are not you. And step three is to shift the spotlight from being on yourself to being on someone that you can help. Yes, that's right. You can still help others, even though you might be struggling. So let's break down each of these steps one by one. Okay, step one awareness. Start recognizing the stories and narratives and observing them. Change always, always, always starts with awareness. So what you're going to be aware of is what are the stories that you're playing in your head on a day to day basis? What are those loops, those habitual thoughts and patterns that are going through your mind on repeat, like a broken record. I don't want you to try to change them right now. You're probably going to want to, but trust me, when it comes to habit change, you really want to break this down for yourself. And you really want to um, start to develop a habit of the habit. So in this case, you want to develop, you want to start really developing a habit of awareness. And what are those stories that might come up for you? It could be, I just love chocolate too much. I can't stop eating it. Um, When I'm stressed, I turn to food. I'm good all day. And then I lose it at night. What are the stories that are coming up in your mind? And they're going to come up automatically. They're going to come up so fast. And so just focusing on awareness is going to give you the opportunity to slow down and start to catch some of them. You're probably not going to catch all of them 100%. And you're not going to do this perfectly. So don't worry about that. I just want you to become open to awareness. And when you you have that openness, it's going to just come to you automatically. I promise you. So just by observing, you're already going to a higher level of consciousness and thinking. Like we talked about with that Einstein quote earlier. All right. Step two is to remind yourself that these thoughts are not you. This, I think this one is so, so, so powerful. Once you start getting this, that your thinking is not you. And it feels like it's you we, I think, are very attached to our thoughts being us because it it really, you know, having identity, it's kind of comfortable, it's kind of like secure, you know, Um, being able to say this is how I am, it really feels like, you know, I don't know, almost a point of pride, or um, maybe ego. But when you can start letting go of that idea of this is how I am, that's when you really, really start stepping into your power of your ability to change your life, break bad habits, establish habits that serve you and transform like in a way that's beyond your wildest dreams. So remind yourself that these thoughts are not you. And here's a few things that I want you to keep in mind um, in order to help you to remember. The first thing is, your brain literally created these thoughts so the thoughts actually aren't real think about it you can't hold them they're in, they're invisible they're literally made up they're all completely false, you know, literally every thought, whether it serves you or not, by the way, it's not just the negative ones that are false. It's every single thought you are creating every single thought, whether it is a thought that serves you or a thought that harms you. Hey, it's editing Rashonda, And I was realizing I was using the wrong word. I was saying that all thoughts are false. What I intended to say was, all thoughts are illusions. It's a subtle distinction. But I did want to jump in and clarify that. Back to the episode. And so the powerful thing about this is that if you created the thought, that means that you can uncreate the thought. That means that you can choose a new thought. The power to choose is the most powerful tool at our disposal as beings. So they are illusions. With that, they are not your fault. They are unconsciously and automatically popping up. I learned this um, for the first time when I went through cognitive behavioral therapy. We learned this technique called thought stopping because we learned to recognize the fact that thoughts just automatically pop in our heads. We have no control over that. You know, a guy cuts us off on the road and we're, you know, cursing him out before we know it. Well, that happens automatically. But what we do have control over is our ability to choose how that continues. So do we continue to stew over that moment when the person cut us off or do we choose to start thinking differently? Do we start to, do we choose to think, you know what, maybe, maybe there's a baby on the way and they're not really paying attention in, in a hurry. You know, maybe there's some other emergency. Um, maybe they're incredibly late for work. And they have been for the past five days. And their boss told them if they're late again, they're getting fired. So they're they could potentially lose their job and their income, you know, so we can choose how we think. Now, I want you to just a a little word of warning here is that when we start doing this, it feels like the negative thoughts become exponential. It feels like all of a sudden, our life is becoming worse. (laughs) and I want you to know that this is totally normal. This is just the awareness. When we bring awareness to something, sometimes it feels like it's getting worse before it gets better. So that's something to be aware of. I want you to, um, when that starts happening, when you start feeling like, oh my God, you know, this is making me feel worse. I want you to automatically turn to self-compassion. I want you to start talking to yourself the way that you would talk to your best friend to a child and if a child falls down when they're first learning to walk you're not going to tell them you know you might as well just stop because you know you goofed up you know you're not doing well good enough you would never say that to a child so when you're starting to put these ideas into practice i want you to talk to yourself like you would talk to a small child you know, like you're learning something new, keep going. Good job. You took a step forward. All right. And it's okay to rest. Also, if you just get very weary, take a break, lie down, you know, watch your favorite television show, watch one episode of it, or, you know, go for a walk and just have fun, laugh, enjoy yourself. And that will help you to be able to um, have the stamina stamina that you need to get through this. Okay. So, That's the second step is remind yourself that these thoughts are not you and they don't control you, okay? You can't control how they come up, but they don't control you. Step three is to shift the spotlight from being on yourself to being on someone that you can help. This is something that was really, really difficult for me in the very beginning, but it also contributed greatly to moving my recovery forward exponentially, I believe. Um, Because I think that one of the stories that is underlying, we may not even realize it when it's happening. I certainly didn't. We get into this idea that we're not helpful, that we're useless, you know, that we don't have anything that good enough that we're contributing to the world. And when we can start to actually use um, what, our gifts are and our talents, or just use what we have, whatever we have right now, whatever resources that we have right now to start helping others. Even as we're moving through our own journey of recovery, it helps us to see the truth that we are useful, that we can help others, that we have something that we can give to someone else. You're probably going to want to dismiss this. And if you do, you'll be doing a great, great disservice to yourself. One of my um, my favorite people that I follow on the internet is an entrepreneur, powerful creator in the world named Marie Forleo. And I saw a post on Instagram that she posted that said, often the antidote to helplessness is helpfulness. And I thought, oh my gosh, how true that is. Because it really carried me through my recovery journey and got me to the point where the miracle happened for me shift the spotlight on being from being on yourself to being on someone else ask someone how their day is going and really be interested in what they say show your child or a partner extra affection or any family or family member or friend, extra affection. For bonus points, do this using something that you personally really love doing, enjoy, or are really good at. You're going to start to notice without you personally even trying, you're gonna have fewer and fewer binges if you really take these three steps to heart. So to recap those three, step one is awareness, Recognize the stories and narratives and observe them. Step two, remind yourself that these thoughts are not you. And step three, shift the spotlight from being on yourself to being on someone that you can help. So, you know, if you catch yourself in those thoughts of, oh my God, I, you know, I need to binge. I just, you know, ate a piece of chocolate and now i have to eat the entire bar or i have to eat more and you you know your thoughts start turning to you know pizza and cookies and all this other stuff observe that catch those thoughts and just see them notice them then remind yourself that yes those thoughts are happening they're you can't control them but they are not you and that's all i want you to do with your thoughts for now and then step 3 is to immediately Shift the spotlight to who can you help and go and focus on someone else for a minute. And this is gonna start to help you to forget some of the things that you have learned around your binge eating patterns and the stories surrounding those patterns. So try this out. I hope it helps. And if you want some additional support, that's gonna help you to write out cravings without giving in to them, I want you to check out the free videos at free com, And I will catch you next time on the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools. Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rishandie Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on on another episode. Bye.